بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We resume the explanation of the book of Tawheed from Sahih al-Bukhari May Allah's mercy be upon al-Imam al-Bukhari and all the scholars of Islam who passed away and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve those who are living And this is based upon the explanation of this great chapter of Tawheed by our Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthaymeen rahimahullah ta'ala. In the first hadith, when the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam sent Mu'adh to al-Yaman, he admonished him that you are going to a nation from the people of the book, so let the first thing to which you will invite them is to the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If they learn that, tell them that Allah has enjoined on them five prayers to be offered in one day and one night. So if they learn that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we have explained what does this really mean in the first class, then inform them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enjoined upon them five prayers to be offered in one day and these are the obligatory five prayers and if they pray then tell them that Allah has enjoined on them zakah and the discussions about salah and zakah and the details relating to this inshallah will come in another place we have a discussion on the Salah going on now and when we move from there we're going to take the rest of the pillars of Islam but here it is worth mentioning the following that when the Prophet ﷺ admonished him to tell them that Allah has enjoined on them zakah this means that it is obligatory And it is not conditioned according to the preponderating opinion that the owner of the wealth is saying adult. It could, the ruling is also applicable in the wealth of the child who didn't reach the age of puberty and in the wealth of the insane the Prophet ﷺ told him to be taken from the rich among them and given to the poor the rich here means is the one who has met the nisab for zakah whose wealth reached the legal threshold estimate of zakah. As to the one who owns real estate, then according to the preponderating opinion, zakah is not a dutiful 
on this type of property as long as it is not set as for commerce and trade and in his saying to be given to the poor is evidence that the zakah is to be distributed on those deserving it in, on individual basis the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-tawbah in verse 9 in verse 60 chapter 9 verse 60 إِنَّمَا الصَّدَقَاتُ لِلْفُقَرَاءِ To the rest of the verse which tells us of those deserving it the sardaqat, the distribution of it here it means the zakah are only for the poor the masakin and those employed to collect the funds and for the or for to attract and for to attract the hearts of those who have been inclined towards Islam and to free the captives and for those in debt and for Allah's cause a duty imposed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this ayah explains the jinns, the kind of those deserving it and it does not mean or entail that in distributing the duty that it covers all of these kinds This is the correct opinion regarding this matter. Then we move now to the hadith number 470. In this hadith, on the authority of Mu'adh ibn Jabal, may Allah be pleased with him, قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم يَا مُعَادِ أَتَدْرِي مَا حَقُّ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْعِبَادِ O Mu'adh, do you know what Allah has right upon his slaves? قَالَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَعْلَمُ He said Allah and His Messenger know best. قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ أَنْ يَعْبُدُوهُ وَلَا يُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا The Prophet ﷺ said the right meaning is to worship Him alone, Allah alone and to join none in worship with Him. أَتَدْرِي مَا حَقُّهُمْ عَلَيْهِ Do you know what their right upon him is? قَالَ مُعَادْ قَالَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَعْلَمُ I replied, Allah and his messenger know best. And the Prophet ﷺ said, أَنْ لَا يُعَذِّبَهُمْ Not to punish them. So here, the Prophet ﷺ mention two things worship and associating none with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that so there must be worship and action and utterance because he said ya'budu which means worship him ibadatan tamma perfect worship لا تقتضي مخالفة تستحق العقاب does not entail an opposition which will 
necessitate punishment. That's why he said, أَتَدْرِي مَا حَقُّهُمْ عَلَيْهِ Do you know what their right upon him is? He said, Allah and his messenger knows best. He said, أَنْ لَا يُعَذِّبَهُمْ Not to punish them. Meaning, if they worship him and don't ascribe partners to him, then Allah will not punish them because they have fulfilled Allah's right upon them. And Allah is most generous than and more general more generous than them. If they establish his right, he will establish and will give them their rights. Now if someone says كَيْفَ يَكُونُ لِلْعِبَادِ حَقٌّ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَهُمْ مَرْبُوبُونَ How could it be that the slaves have a right upon Allah while He is their Lord and they are His slaves? The answer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala أَوْجَبَ الْحَقَّ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ Allah made this binding upon himself. What is forbidden is that we mandate a right upon Allah. But if Allah makes something binding upon himself, then this is from his grace and favor. Then this is from His grace and favor. And that's why Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah said in the poem, he said, مَا لِلْعِبَادِ عَلَيْهِ حَقٌّ وَاجِبٌ هُوَ أَوْجَدَ الْأَجْرَ الْعَظِيمَ الشَّانِ Slaves have no right dutiful upon him. He is the one who brought forth the great reward. كَلَّا وَلَا عَمَلٌ لَدَيْهِ ضَائِعٌ Nay, there is nothing that he subhanahu wa ta'ala does not reward for. But he accounts in kana with the condition in kana bil ikhlasi wal ihsani if it is done in sincerity and goodness in uzibu fa bi aglihi aw nu'imu fa bi fadlihi wal fadlu lil manani if they are punished then this is by his justice and if he gives them favors this is from his bestows upon them, this is because he bestowed, he is the one who gives the grace, he is the most generous, by his favor, the most kind, the most generous. So he, Ibn Qayyim, may Allah's mercy be upon him, made it clear that there is no right that we can make binding upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He, Allah, rather, is the one who made that upon himself. And he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, does what he wishes. 
listen to what he said subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-An'am in chapter 6 verse 54 Your Lord has written mercy for himself so that if any of you does evil in ignorance and thereafter repents and does righteous good deeds by obeying Allah then surely he is off forgiving most merciful then the next hadith عن أبي سعيد الخدري رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رجلا يقرأ قل هو الله أحد يرددها أبي سعيد الخدري May Allah be pleased with him said A man heard another man reciting Surah Al-Ikhlas Reciting Qul huwa Allahu Ahad Say O Muhammad he is Allah the one and unique Yurdiduha And he recited it repeatedly فلما أصبح جاء إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فذكر له ذلك When it was morning he went to the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام and informed him about that as if he considered that the recitation of that surah by itself was not enough وكأن الرجل يتقالها فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم والذي نفسي بيده إنها لتعدل ثلث القرآن So he went to the Prophet ﷺ and informed him about that as if he considered that the recitation of this surah by itself was not enough and Allah's Messenger وسلم, said by him in whose hand my life is it is equal to one third of the Quran it is equal to one third of the Quran the evidence from this hadith is the saying of the Prophet ﷺ concerning قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ Say, O Muhammad, Allah is the one and unique. He said, by him in whose hand my life it is equal to one third of the Qur'an. And he swore on that. The people of knowledge said, it is equal to one third of the Qur'an because لِأَنَّ الْقُرْآنَ ثَلَاثَةُ مَوَاضِعِ Give this your attention please. The Qur'an is centered upon three matters. أَخْبَارًا عَنِ اللَّهِ In use of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, information about Him. And this is the Tawheed in its branches. The second is the rulings. The second is the rulings, al-ahkam. The ahkam meaning the rulings, the ordinances, the prohibitions, etc. 
And the third is information about Allah's creation. Information about Allah's creation. All the Quran, all the Quran centers upon these three matters. Now, the information which is comprised in this surah, surah al-ikhlas, is equal to third of the Quran. Why? Because in it there is the tawheed al-uluhiyya, tawheed of divinity. And Tawheed al-Rububiyya Tawheed of Lordship And Tawheed al-Asma'i wa-Sifat The Tawheed of the names and attributes What's the evidence that this is the case? Consider number one Allah The title Allah The name of majesty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah means the one true God worthy of worship out of love, magnification and longing so this is Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah in the name Allah and now the Tawheed of Lordship and the Tawheed of Al-Asma' wa sifat the names and attributes, is in his saying, As-Samad, Lam yalid wa lam yulad, wa lam yakun lahu kufuwan ahad. As-Samad, a name of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what does it mean? The one established by himself and whom others are established by him all other than him needs him qualified with the most perfect attributes this is the meaning of As-Samad And there is none comparable unto him affirming the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he affirmed for himself having no resemblance to creation in any way or any form. And that's why now you can tell why it constitutes one third of the Noble Quran. And from the fiqh matters in this surah, or in this hadith rather, the permissibility to repeat the chapter, the recitation of it, or the verse, this is a fiqh benefit. The permissibility to repeat the recitation of the surah, or the verse. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ approved the repetition by this man and he did not denounce it. 
So if the person repeats the verse or the surah, the chapter, then there is no harm in this. And so often it happens that the person will be so much influenced and amazed by a certain verse from the verses of Kitab Allah either because of its meaning or of its wording then he repeats it we say to him La Ba's there is no harm in this even even if he repeats it however repeating it by a specified number such that the person becomes accustomed and stick himself to this number then we have to refrain from this for example if the person intends to recite قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ hundred times and he makes this for himself as the norm every day he repeats it hundred times we say this is bid'ah however if on the other hand he recites it without such a specification we say this is not bid'ah and not haram as well as it is not makruh not disliked here the shaykh rahimahullah reminded of the following benefit concerning the difference between Muslims about the tawheed of Allah in his names and attributes and this is a very important benefit which he related from Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah stated that the difference between the Muslims concerning the Tawheed of Allah's names and attributes is of six forms is of six forms number one those Muslims who took the textual proofs of Allah's names and attributes on their obviously understood meaning and in the most perfect manner that fits Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying that we affirm to Allah what Allah affirms to himself without making resemblance to the creation without stating the how or the manner and without distortion and without negation these are Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah said these are Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah 
This means these are the ones who are on the truth. The second group, those who took the textual proofs of Allah's names and attributes on their apparent meaning, however, however, they considered the apparent meaning from the same kind of the attributes of the creation and these are al-mumathila those who resemble Allah to his creatures this is the second group the third group those who distorted the textual proofs taking them contrary to their obviously understood meaning and assigned for them meanings they assigned meanings to them by themselves for example they say they said that concerning the istiwa of Allah on his arsh istawa they said istawla istawa which the correct meaning is rose over or ascended the throne they said it meant istawla it meant took over these are the people of tahrif distortion who resorted to the false figurative or to the these figurative interpretations like the Ashaira, the Asharites and the Mu'tazilites and the like the fourth group those who opposed the apparent meaning of the textual statements concerning Allah's names and attributes however they said Allah knows best to what is intended so they did not affirm the obviously understood meaning of the names and attributes as well as they did not affirm a meaning that oppose their apparent meaning however they said Allah knows by what he intends and these are a group of scholastic theologians a group of scholastic theologians whom Shaykh al-Islam did not specify in name the fifth group a group who said it is possible that the intended it is possible that what is intended is to affirm an attribute befitting Allah or that may not be also intended 
or that may not also be intended. Meaning it's possible either way. And this is a group of the fuqaha, and Sheikh al-Islam, rahimahullah, did not specify them. He did not specify them by name. The sixth group, those who turned away from all of this, and they limited themselves to the recitation of the Qur'an and Hadith without affirming the apparent meanings nor did they affirm a figurative meaning permitting nothing permitting nothing and this group also Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah did not specify them in name all of these six groups all of these six groups Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah mentioned them in his great and classical book on the creed pertaining to the names and attributes of Allah which is called Al-Fatwa Al-Hamawiyya This brings the end of today's discussion and tomorrow inshallah we'll continue in the hadith from Sahih al-Bukhari and that will be hadith number 472 Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam